Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, you can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Welcome to another Yellow Army podcast, the official, uh, the long-standing Yellow Army podcast. Richard, we're separated by the miles again today, aren't we? You've been out to Sealhane and I haven't. Yeah, we're so- socially distanced again, aren't we? We're socially distanced, yeah. I, I, I was a, a little bit under the weather this morning, so I thought I do not want to be the man that takes the lurgy into the Talker United bubble, into the great theme park that is Talker United world. No, I only just managed to get to the press conference because I've got a bad back, so we're a bit crook, both of us, at the moment. <laughs> do you think we're beginning to show our age a little bit? Yeah, I, th- I think I need to do a bit of your walking football to try and get the bones moving. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later on as well, but uh, we've plenty to discuss. There's a big game coming up this weekend an absolute must-win game for all kinds of reasons. Yep. Um, there's walking football as well. It's Remembrance Day today as well. Um, we, we took a, a couple of minutes before we uh, recorded the podcast uh, as part of Remembrance Day. Hope you lot did as well. Uh, plenty to talk about, but should we uh, should we listen to what Gary has to say first? Yeah, he was in a, he was in a good mood this morning. Uh, very jokey mood at times, and it was it was nice. It was a nice little atmosphere. Excellent. Okay, we'll come back and we'll have a little chat on the other side of Gary Johnson. So Gaffer, two weeks seems a long time in football. How important was that drawback up at Wrexham? Well, seems a long time, yeah. Um, Of course, it was very important, uh, the nature of the day, as we've reported already. But uh, it was a game that we had to rise above the shenanigans, if that's the word, you know, like their hope and their dreams and, and their fun and their Hollywood stars, etc. Good luck to them, of course. Um, we didn't start that well, to be honest. I, I was, we wasn't too happy with our first half performance. Um, but second half, you know, we, we raised it a little bit and uh, scored a fantastic goal. And, it, it, you know, it sort of burst their balloon a little bit at the end, which was good for us, um, not so good for them. And then Wrexham go and prove, you know, what a good side they could be if uh, you're not on your game when they won the next game 5-0 at Aldershot. So um, it, was a, it was a big result for us. We've been now to Chesterfield, Notts County, Wrexham, you know, these sort of so-called favourites to go up. And uh, we've got draws out of them. Now, if it wasn't for our home form, um, and a couple of our away games, but Bromley and uh, Borehamwood. But we've played some big teams away from home. Um, and now we've got to concentrate on getting uh, points as, as much as we can in, in our home games, where we didn't start that well with results in home games. But we're three unbeaten now, three wins on the trot at home. So it'd be great to keep that going. Of course, nobody ever wants to have a, a free weekend in football, and it's very rare to actually have any sort of break. But is there some forms where it could be seen as a positive? Because, of course, there's very few times where you can actually sit back, assess, because there's a very important spell for the club coming up, isn't it? It is, and, and 
when you get when you've got over the reason why you're not playing on that Saturday, i.e. you've been knocked out of the cup, then you can start thinking positively. But all of us, you know, felt very uh down, I suppose, that we'd been knocked out of the cup and didn't have our chance to go to Charlton. Um because I think, you know, that would have been a good day day for us. So we was all a little bit uh, disappointed. Um however once that, uh, once we'd give them a couple of hard sessions to think about themselves and looking after their bodies for the you know, a couple of days of it over the weekend, um, they could think about why they weren't playing, but also they needed that break. And then we've come back at a practice game, which was very competitive, which was great. And um, without anybody being silly, but it certainly was competitive. Uh, then all of a sudden you you know we're now into the realms of looking ahead rather than sort of looking back. But uh, so you're right, it gave us a good number of days to 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 work them and to get back to not basics necessarily, but just to reiterate our principles and our way of playing. The next, the course, of the next few games will see the team take on teams below them and around them. A strong set of results could change the whole picture of the league table, couldn't it? At any time um, this early, if you like, um, before you've even reached half the games, a run of a run of wins will will put you in a stronger position, obviously, um, and that's what we got to do very quickly, so that we, you know, are on the verge of the playoffs, or you know, certainly within a, a game or two, or another game, a win or two, um, to get into the, the playoff positions because you've got to try and be up there by Christmas. Um, last year we had a great start, um, this year we haven't had such a good start um, but I think our, our squad is good enough and will be good enough um, once we get all of that squad together and everybody fit and flying. You know, we, we don't seem to have all our players available to us that we would like any one week. So we've had to change it, move it, this, that and the other, and people get injuries and, and then they're not fit for the next game because they've been injured, so then you have to work them. And then, you know, so it's a, and then somebody else gets injured and they have to drop out. So it's a, a bit of a vicious circle sometimes. But, um, you know, we, we didn't have any injuries at the start of our season last year, but we had all our problems in the middle of the season. So hopefully we can uh, get ourselves you know, pretty soon in with a challenging position. How do you assess the uh, strength of your squad? Because obviously you've had three players that have made their debuts in the last two games, Byron Moore being the latest. Yeah, um, we, that, that's another positive for having these couple of weeks because we could you know, get Byron Moore fit, fitter. He certainly knows the game. He's a, he's a very, very good footballer. He certainly looked like he had his fitness on, on Monday when we had the practice games. So, um, yeah, it, it's good for people like him to um, to have that time to be match match fit. Now, whether he's 90 minutes match fit right this minute, you know, it's, uh, we've still got a few more days. But, um, yeah, we've been pleased with his, his fitness. I mean, it should be said now that... Um, because Alex 
and I was in that same situation. But Alex has now left the club, um, not for any bad reason, but uh, he's got a mortgage, he's got a wife, he's got a house in London. Um, he was on a short contract. Uh, he had to make a decision and we had to make a decision. And, and between the pair of us, we decided that uh, it was probably best to, to seek uh, another club. Um, and that's what you know, we, we, we've all agreed, still friends, still mates. Uh, we'll help him where we can. We thank him for the time he was here and wish him well for the future. But we had to make a decision as he did. So that's important for people to, to know that. On to Saturday's opponents then. Dover have really been written off by almost everybody, uh, probably apart from himself. Yeah. That makes them very dangerous opponents. It's always apart from the manager that they're coming up against next. And that, that happens to be us. Um, well, you know, that's, that's going to happen. Um, you've got to find out why they're losing all these, these games on, on a regular basis. Because actually, um, they've got some decent players in their, in their squad. I think they had a few, quite a few injuries early on. Um, but uh, I think pretty much they're all, they're all back fit now. Um, we'll wait and see. Um, but we, we've had to work on us and then obviously, like we always say, we've got to be aware of if you don't turn up and play your game, then what is their game that can cause you a problem? And we've got to be aware of that. And finally, Gaffer, uh, with the NHS and carers being honoured at Plainwall, with up to a thousand free tickets being given out by the club to those in that industry, it's a wonderful opportunity on Saturday to say thank you to them all, isn't it? It is. Um, what do you mean? We've got a win to be able to say thank you. <laughs> um, no, listen, we can say thank you anyway, can't we? Hopefully they'd have enjoyed it, in which case if they're talky supporters, uh, you know, or fans of football, then obviously they'll want to see a good game and if they're talky fans, they want to see a win. I understand that. But um, we can thank them anyway, can't we? You know, it, 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 it puts football in perspective. It doesn't mean to say that we're going to be any less vigilant on, on in the game but it does put football in perspective these people are dealing with life and death every day and we've all needed them um, so anything anybody does or can do um, that gives them something other than the life or death situations then uh, it's a fantastic thing to do and we all appreciate it because we all need them absolutely and uh, they do a fantastic fantastic job and uh, we're very proud of what they do because you can say the NHS as a big but each individual plays their part and uh, I remember Lee coming back from um, going into a critical unit in a hospital and, and realising the pressure that they're under you know I mean there's his life and death sort of thing and uh, and it, it, it sort of helped him in his managerial stuff and helped me because he passed it on, you know what I mean? And I was in that situation a little bit and, um, and I knew how much they care. And I do. So from me, personal point of view, I want to say thanks. Um, and I want to say thanks for you know, what they do for, for everybody. And, you know, whatever they get, uh, whatever we can give them financially or little things like this, um, from the government financially or show our appreciations then it should be done because they do a fantastic job as we all know 
Sinclair Armstrong, any international call-ups? Is he involved in any yeah. era? Yeah, he, he is. Um, he's, he's playing for... Uh, down to you, is it? It's Northern Ireland, isn't it? Or no, no, oh, yeah, Republic, yeah, sorry. Yeah. He played for the Lion just... Yeah, no, that's right. And he played for him in a tournament yesterday. Okay. Um, against Montenegro. It was Montenegro. Yeah. Right. Uh, they won three two, and he scored two. Um, so, unfortunately, he's out there for another two games. Right. So we won't be seeing him okay. against Dover, but uh, we will be seeing him. He'll be back for the Barnet game. Uh, you know, you, we're disappointed not to have him, of course. Yeah. Right, but yeah. Uh, at the same time, he's got his own career. You know, this, we, we knew about this when we signed him yeah. to QPR. And you know, if he's if he's in a good scoring vein of form, yeah. then that's that's good. We look forward to getting him back. In your mind, this fortnight, uh, I know obviously you and Aaron would have looked at it long and hard and planned it how you were going to do it and now you're nearly coming to the end of it in your mind what would be the dividing line between the physical work you've been able to give them and the and the, the mental and the, the is it is it kind of a 50 50 thing of this process of bringing this new squad up to to, to the level is it is it been mentally as much as yeah. almost as much as physically absolutely because you know, if you're doing something physical, like the SAS, you know, then that's absolutely mental that's as well. Mental you know, as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. we uh, we have ways of, uh, I won't say it in a German <laughs> accent, but we, we do have ways of um, being able to put physical and mental in the same bracket. Yeah. Um, the mental side of it is a, it's more a concentration from a game point of view, concentration and focus yeah. and, and reading the game. Yeah. And then the quality then you would hope comes out quicker in situations on the pitch. And that's probably the difference between premiership, championship, you know, as it goes down, you know, lads have got to realise it's because me and Dan's you were talking in the car coming in today that if we had a crossbar competition, we'd be just as good as Man City. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um but the Man City lads have got to that level because of their concentration, because of their um, their total focus, because they read the situation quicker. And we try and talk to our lads and say, you know, sometimes you're born with it, but you can work on it if you're totally focused. And that's the way you move up the leagues, you know, by being able to show your you can hit a crossbar from 50 yards, or in Jake's case yesterday, hit the manager from 50 yards. <laughs> That's another thing. Yeah, I'm waiting for him to come in now. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Why did we all know who that was? Uh, well, it, well it, exactly. <laughs> fun, funny enough, well, it's another story I'll tell yeah. you one day. But I did, um, because I didn't turn around, but uh, it did hit me. And he, I put a thing on the, on the lad's message board that... Uh, it was 8 o'clock, I said, you've got till 9 o'clock to let me know who it was, otherwise the squad will suffer. Um, and Jake, within two minutes, <laughs> sorry Gaffer, didn't mean it. Um, and I said, I did say in the piece that there'd be no further action if the person agrees, uh, owns up, or the squad will suffer. So 
but I can imagine them all ringing him saying, Jake, you've got to do something here. Because I said it as if they wouldn't quite know whether I was joking or not. And even I don't know whether I was joking or not. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but you're, the, 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 the broader Sorry, point is, yeah. is, no, 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 is, is that, you know, the Man City players are no better at it's no, those sort it, of skills and, than Yeah, know, they just see it quicker sometimes. See it, yes, yeah. yeah, they see it quicker. So a lot of the work that you do, me and Downs in, 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 in the training, is geared around trying to get them mentally sharper. Yeah. You know, um, mm. so mentally tougher, yeah. but also mentally sharper and be able to uh, read situations and, and see the game for, yeah. for what it is, the tactic, you know, the pass. You know, some people played aren't they, at a high level and you go, how's he seen that? You know, well, that's that's what they do. Yeah. And they do it sort of naturally. Often they haven't got to work at it, but some some have to work on it. In in that respect as well, do you do you work on player to player relationships and thinking? Yeah, we do. So um, individual to individual rather than as a team thing. Yeah, well that's why what we call it we have our own language. Yeah. You know, so that if somebody shouts out something, everybody else knows. So it's mine and Downs' language that we, not an Australian accent, but, <laughs> but it's our way of putting it over. So if we have a certain trigger or a certain buzzword, then everybody knows what that is and then they have to react to that. So even if, so the players talk in them terms and I'm, I'm really pleased when I hear them or see them being interviewed that they use our trigger words in their sentence. So it is, it's like a, a, another language. Um, and that helps everybody get uh, partnerships. Yeah. Um, but it also gets the team, because your team's all, it's got to be of one, hasn't it? Yeah, 11 players making one uh, action group, if you like. And, and that's, what we, that's what we try and do. I think that's been our success over the years, that we can actually do that and know that if we get the right players, to, to our game, we can win football matches. And you want, for example, the midfielder to know exactly what the striker's about to do, and vice and versa. And vice versa, yeah, 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 because, you know, is it chicken and egg who makes yeah. the first move, you know, but they've got to both see the situation at the same time. Yeah. And in which case, you know, Lynn Christie, could it be, be here racing me five yards? But if he can't go until I go, it, I'll beat him. As old yeah. as I am, and as quick as I am, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I've made that move first, so you make that move first, and then somebody reacts after that, you're f three or four yards ahead of them, anyway. And then that's when you get the time in, and, but that's all down to your, your training and your, your, your sessions um, that we've you know, given them over the, over the years, all, all our players over the years, and, and we, we know that it improves some, the ones that don't improve, you don't keep for very long mm. because you're seeing they're not going to pick it up. Without giving any secrets away, which I know you won't. All right, uh, don't Danny, ask me a question. Danny, <laughs> Danny Wright and Asa Hall have been out for a little while. Are they training again now? Uh, are they? Where are they on their recovery? No, they're not training. They're not training. Right, just so, so we're, yeah. they're still on the recovery. Yeah, trail. they're on the recovery trail. Right. Yeah. But to be fair, you know, we've had a good win at home and a good draw. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if they did suddenly come in and say they were available, then they probably wouldn't be in the starting 11 uh, this weekend anyway. No, so, no. Well, you know, we, 
we're quite pleased with our progress, especially at home. And um, in in training, we feel that you know we've been working with the same group for the whole of this week. Yeah. As far as we almost picked the team or as much as we could early, and we've just been working with with, with, with them. Obviously, with the other lads in the vicinity, either against them or you know, like so that they, if they have to come off the bench, they know exactly what they what they've got to do. Okay, good to hear Gary in uh, in positive mood. There, looking forward to Saturday's game against Dover. Uh, game to look forward to all kinds of reasons. We've we've got a bit of a bit of a chorus in the background there, Richard. I've got two dogs barking in my house, one barking over the road. I don't know how long that's going to last, but uh, I'm afraid you're going to have to put up with it. <laughs> well, just well, we'll we'll press on anyway. Press on regardless. A man in a van um, pulled. Yeah, a man in a van pulled into the car park, and that was it. It was all over. How dare he? Uh, interesting that um, Alex Adai has been uh, has been released has has gone uh, has gone from the club. Yeah, mutual um, agreement. Yeah. Um, I, I think I, Gary had high hopes for him when he, he he brought him in, didn't he? That he'd be a kind of an impact player, and uh, to be honest, he looked that when we a couple of games where we saw him, but it just hasn't worked out. No, and I I, I think you used the word impact player. I think is exactly what Gary wanted to use him as, uh, maybe from the bench, etc. And I think Alex possibly thought that he might have a bit a larger role. Um, and yeah. obviously uh, that wasn't necessarily the case. So I think it is mutual. Gary said they're still mates. Um, it's just that um, he's got a mortgage to pay and he wants to play, um, you know, full-time football somewhere for, for, for a wage that maybe Torquay weren't prepared to pay. So... Yeah, that's that. That's that. Uh, he did look good. He, he, you know, like you say, he was an impact player when he came on. Um, but we've we've got Byron Moore now, and Byron Moore, by the way, looks looks a a, a brilliant option. Yeah, looking forward to seeing him play on, on Saturday. Um, yeah, because he, he he came in for the Wrexham game, didn't he? And he was, yeah. he was part of the the team in the Wrexham game. He came on during the second half, and by all accounts, looked pretty decent. Yeah, I, I think Gary's been really impressed with what he's seen. He also said that obviously he wasn't fit. You know, you can. He, he was looking for a league club, obviously, and uh, couldn't find one. And uh, eventually, Torquay discovered that he was available. I think, and that was that's what led to the signing. Um, uh, he turned up. Uh, you you can't be match fit unless you've been playing matches. So obviously, you know that's that's no reflection on him. It's just the way that things are when you turn up halfway through a season. Um, but Gary's been impressed with him in in in, in, uh, in training and says that he's not far off. You know, it's not far off. Well, it'll be interesting to see how he uses him on Saturday. But it will. Uh, yeah. Well, play. One player who is getting plenty of game time, but unfortunately not for us at the moment. Of course, Sinclair Armstrong. Yeah, that's a shame, isn't it? Who won't? Yeah, who won't play uh, against Dover on Saturday? He might have. Uh, he might have relished the chance to have a go at the um, the leakiest defence in the league on Saturday. But fair play to him. He's playing for. Uh, he's playing for Ireland in under 19s Scored twice in a three-two win over Montenegro earlier in the week. Um, he's the real deal, isn't he? Looks it, doesn't he? Um, I would like to see him playing against Dover, wouldn't you? No disrespect to Dover, but um, I think he might have fancied the chances for a few goals in that game. He's got another couple of games coming up, presuming that, I, I mean, he must be a, 
a key part of that under-19 squad for Ireland. They played Bosnia-Herzegovina on Saturday and Bulgaria on Tuesday. It's the qualifiers um, for the uh, under-19 Euros. Yeah, under-19 Euros. For, for, so good luck to him. Let's hope he, he fills his boots in those games and then um, comes back to us and, and, and fills his boots again at Barnet. Well, it'll be weird, won't it? Because we, we, we'll have seen him play... On October the 23rd against Kings Lynn, yeah. when he was head and shoulders a man of the match performance, and you thought, well, hang on a minute, let's not anybody tell QPR how well he played here because they might want him back straight away. Absolutely. But then he played away at, played away at Wrexham. Yeah. He won't play the home game against Dover on Saturday because he's on international duty. Yeah. He won't play the away... He'll, he won't, he'll play in the away games at Barnet and Aldershot, but the home fans won't see him until November the 27th yeah. when he plays for us against the Halifax at Plainwood. So it's a month that we've been waiting to see this lad play at Plainwood. <laughs> we'll just have to go up to Barnet or Aldershot, I think. I think so, yeah. yeah. The, the, the Armstrong fan club. Yeah, they, I think there's a road trip in order Yeah, for those. But it'll be interesting to see what Gary does up front on Saturday because obviously Danny Wright is still a little way away from fitness. Yes, uh, I don't think we'll see. Well, Gary confirmed that we won't see Danny Wright or Asa Hall on Saturday, uh, which is again a shame. Uh, without Sinclair Armstrong and without Alex Adai, it looks a bit um, stretched up the front. I don't think we'll be playing free up front as we have been. Uh, I wonder if we'll revert to the um, the uh, Dan Holman with Connor Lemonet Evans playing behind him. Two up front. I think almost certainly. I mean, the, the other option is if he, if he, the other option is if he does feel that Byron Moore is fit enough to start, then that's an option as well. Yeah, and then yeah. you could, of course, then you could maybe lost. have three. Yeah, I mean, Clyde's been playing better, hasn't he? These last couple of games, since you know, he kind of uh, he kind of found his mojo a couple of games. Yeah, ago I mean, Clyde's been starting, isn't he? Player. So. Um, they, yeah. It could be Holman and Clyde. I mean, I'm, I, there's nothing wrong with the, with those two up front. Um, I'd like to see a few more goals from them, but um, at the moment, uh, you know, you, you'd go with that, wouldn't you? you oh, absolutely would. So they, they've been playing practice matches. Yeah. Uh, or a practice match or two. I love the line that you had in your story on the Herald Express back page about Gary having thrown in a couple of dodgy decisions as referee just to see how they'd react. Yeah, just to see if, if they get wound up and how they how <laughs> they then play the rest of the game being wound up. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd yeah, like to I know what the decisions were. <laughs> Do you reckon anybody went toe-to-toe with him and challenged this decision? I doubt it. <laughs> um, they might have... Uh, well, he says he wanted to see if they'd mope around the pitch or not, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, they had to do that, really. I mean, there's the old days of pulling in a, a team for a friendly. It would have been dangerous with the injury situation to pull in a team for a full-scale yeah. friendly. If you've got a squad that's big enough to play an 11-a-side game, then that's the right thing to do, isn't it? And it, I was glad to hear as well for, in your piece that, you know, they, they, they shook the training up a little bit. You know, it wasn't all serious stuff. So they should be buzzing for Saturday. Yeah, he called that game, which was on Monday, um, competitive but without being silly. Yeah. 
you know, I mean, there's a tradition at Torquay. Dave Thomas tells stories of the uh, the friendly matches and the murder ball sessions that they used to do <laughs> on the Cyril Knowles that were yeah. competitive and anything but friendly. Yeah. You get to players carried off in training matches. It's not I really they, a very good idea. We can't, afford, we, can, we can't afford to lose players, guy, can we, at the moment? <clears throat> no, we can't. We can't. Although, I would love to have been a spectator at some of those games. You imagine... Uh, John Impey and Dave Caldwell and Phil Lloyd and players like that taking part in a immensely competitive game of five-a-side on the uh, concrete outside the mini-stand. Um, so well, well I, I was, a, I was a, a viewer of some of those games uh, because uh, I went to Audley Park where they trained on the all-weather pitch, which was literally just a piece of rubber laid on concrete. Um, it was. I remember oh, playing on that. The boys used to bounce all over the place. Yeah, it was. It was an awful surface, but it was what what it was at the time. You know, the early eighties, and we used to yeah. stand around at lunch break and watch Talk United training on it. But honestly, you know, there are some of the some of the the skids. You know, you, you had no you had no flesh on your your leg afterwards, let alone skin. Yeah. Shocker. So let's talk Dover then. Dover is. Everybody thinks, oh, we've got to beat Dover, but there's danger in that, isn't there? Andy Hessenthaler, their manager, is no mug, and they won't lose every game this season, will they? No, they won't, and um, they... he's he's a wily old character. He knows what he's doing. I mean, he's been in the game for years um, as a player and a manager. I always remember him being the captain of, of Gillingham when uh, we were in the same division for, for quite a few years, and he was always um, an inter- interesting character. Um, uh, when I spoke to Gary um, I, I, the, other, the other day on Tuesday morning, I think it was, uh, we were talking about Andy Hessenthaler and he said at least he can, he, he can talk to him eye to eye. And I said, yeah, we're, 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 um, we're all of that stature, the three of us. But, and he's a manager who's always very much on the front foot, isn't he, Andy Absolutely. Hessenthaler? The, yeah. the fans on Saturday, you'll see... A, a, a lively performance in the technical area because he, he's always out there, isn't he? They've got a lot to prove this season, haven't they? I know, I know that the, the board's decision um, to stop playing last season um, was controversial and that's why they've started this season after not being relegated with a 12-point deduction. Um, they've only, yeah. the, all, the only points that they've, they've gained this season are three from three draws. But I, I know that was the board's decision. I'm sure it wasn't Mr. Hesenthaler's decision. Um, it's not what he would have wanted to do. I'm sure it's not what the players would have wanted to do. And um, I'm sure that they feel that they've got quite a lot to prove this season because of that. They were lucky not to go down yeah. because there was no, no relegation. Um, I was surprised that they weren't chucked out anyway. But, you know, you, you're only moving... You know, unless unless you, unless they got chucked out of the the national league as a whole, rather than moving down to the south, what's the point in that anyway? So, um, yeah, they'll they'll feel this season that they've got something to prove. Yeah, and you you have to feel for their fans as well. I mean, yeah. there's a fan base at the Crabble, isn't there? And you know, they they don't deserve to be um, you know treated as the outcasts of the league. Certainly, the fans don't. I do appreciate um, that, so, yeah, that, that, that it was hard times at the end of last season when. Um, you know, there was no crowds in, but, you know, Kings Lynn, Kings Lynn managed it, you know, the, some of the other smaller clubs managed it, you know, and uh, I just felt it was a bit of an overreaction. Um, 
Look, look I, I don't know what their, their, their financial state's like. I don't know what their books are like. But if they couldn't carry on, then they couldn't carry on. But then, um, you know, uh, we, we, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what, what happens. So I'm going to use the Vale of Lethem as an example of how why not to write off Dover, by the way. Okay. Um, I, I, a load of mates and I take part in a, a match predictions league which has been running for years and years, and we include the Scottish Lowland League. Okay. That, for some reason, that's lost in the mists of time. And Vale of Lethan, at the bottom of the Scottish Lowland League at the moment, they've been hammered by everybody, all and sundry. They've played 19 games, uh, they've lost 18 of them, and they've conceded 109 goals yeah. so far this season. Okay. But they got a draw the other day. They got a draw with Gretna the other day and it's just an example of how a team that looks completely down and out and you'd be backing everybody to beat them it will just come up with something well, uh, sooner or later so hats off kudos to Vale of Leithen because they've uh, they've finally managed to end that dreadful run of defeats we don't really want Dover to do the same thing do we? No uh, another example uh, Barnstable Town are having an awful season in the uh, Seven League um, Division 1 South Dean, Dean Edwards is gone and uh, the, they've got Kevin Darch and Kevin Squire in charge, and uh, they've lost every game so far. Some games by nine and tens, um, but they lost one nil on Saturday, so they're getting closer. It's progress, isn't it? It's awful to see a team get a kicking like that week yeah, in week out. Last is. year to Stoke Gabriel, it didn't did, it? it did, and it's still happening it's... to Stoke Gabriel this year, but but not in quite so dramatic a fashion. Um, I mean, the, the, the odd thing about Stoke Gabriel this year is they've, they, they've merged with Torbay Police. So, yeah, so they're yeah. called Stoke Gabriel and Torbay Police, which is a, a real mouthful. It is. You've got to fit that into a column. But, I mean, nobody, liked, nobody likes to see a team just get a, a progressive shoeing every weekend. No, so, not every weekend, yeah, just we, tomorrow at Plainmore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Saturday at Plainmore, we would we'd be quite happy to um to end to to continue Dover's misery, wouldn't we? Yeah, and then they they can carry on and win later on in the season. But but uh, you know, a hat trick for Dan Holman, a couple for for Armani Little, and uh, um, let's say one for oh, it's Joe Lewis deserves another, I think. So that's six yeah, nil. You read, you read it here first. <laughs> Yes, I'd be quite happy with that. A couple of good things that the club are doing that we've noticed this week. I mean, the there's another community uh, event at the Dover game on Saturday. Free tickets available to local NHS workers and carers. I guess you need to apply to the club um, for details of those. Yeah, but, I think uh, you have to send, send the club an email with confirmation of uh, your details, uh, uh, NHS numbers, etc. But, you know, what a great thing. That's an, great another, thing. another good thing that the club is doing among, among many. Uh, and also, I saw they had the, um, the Remembrance poppies on the black and white striped shirts when they played up at Wrexham. Uh, yeah. I gather those um, shirts are being auctioned, aren't they? They are, yeah. So there's an auction moment, um, which again is a great thing to do. Match-worn shirts with the poppy on them. Uh, auction for um, remembrance causes. So get yourself, uh, get yourself a, a bid in on those. I can't hear Wait, you. Sure, the dogs guy. <laughs> it's they're going as absolutely as, as nuts. As I don't know what's going on out there. 
Oh, I've, ju- I've just, I've just heard, heard now, now shout, get up these stairs. <laughs> so, well, we, we're kind of coming to a natural end to yeah. the podcast anyway. I'm sorry to be, um, sorry to be this. And there are a couple of things I wanted to mention. A fellow called Arjan Weingard, I hope I've pronounced his name correctly, has posted on the Talk United Yellow Army Facebook uh, page today. He's collecting shirts. He has 2,750 football shirts in his collection. Okay. He specialises in non-league shirts. He lives in Groningen in the Netherlands, which I probably pronounced wrongly as well. But he's after Talkie United shirts. His picture seems to indicate that he's an Everton fan. He's got at least three Everton shirts in his picture, but he wants large or extra large Talkie United shirts from the last couple of years for his collection. Right. Have anybody so, is he paying for these or mm-hmm. is he just expecting people to, to, to donate? I think he'd rather not. I think if you've got one that you're using to polish the car or something, you could post it off to uh, Ian and he'd add it in his collection. Fair enough, fair but, enough. Uh, he's worth looking at. He's on the Yellow Army Facebook page. And also I'm going to mention the walking football before we go. Okay. Because for the, the, for the last couple of years, Talking United's walking football team has not excelled itself in the local leagues we haven't we've kind of propped up the league and uh, had some pretty poor results but the yellows which is kind of the first team are top of their league after winning all four of their games at Oakhampton last Sunday and the mighty blues the second team not that I am biased we are currently second in our league having won two and drawn two of our five games at Oakhampton last weekend wow so it's going well Excellent. Well, I, 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 should, I should get myself in, in working order again and try and pop down. It's time, mate. It's time you made yeah. your bow with the walking footballers. But uh, that's all going very, very well at the um, moment. But, but, but as they say, pride comes before a fall. It, it does, yeah. So you might have just jinxed that. <laughs> um, it's nice to see so Olaf get two more goals last night for, for Tiverton in the... Um, yes. In the Devon Bowl, um, or as it's called these days, the Devon St Luke's Challenge Cup. I don't know why they've dropped the bowl. I mean, I, everyone knows it's, it as the bowl. It's the Devon Bowl. I, yeah, good to see Olaf among the goals. I mean, it, it, it's a puzzle, isn't he, Olaf? I mean, we bring it up every now and then. And yeah. Fans are constantly thinking, you know, we need a goal scorer. Yeah. Let's get Olaf in, and it's it's just it, it's not as easy as just plucking a player and throwing him into the team and saying, "Right, your job is to um, to lead the line." I talked to Sean Joyce as well this week uh, as part of my role in doing the um, North Devon paper um, about Biddeford, and had a little chat with him about Louis Slough. He likes Louis; he's doing well there. Yeah. He said that it's because uh, they, um, they, funnily enough, they played Stoke Gabriel and Torbay Police in a Devon Bowl. Uh, uh, yeah. Monday, I think it might have been, or Tuesday night, Tuesday night possibly, and um, Louis played in that, and uh, it was a horrible night, and it was it was wet, and the pitch was poor, and and he said, you know, Louis needs that in his legs. He needs those games. He's not gonna he's not gonna get you know, he's not gonna improve by playing on a on a a, a training pitch day in day. He does need yeah. those games, and while talkie don't have. Um, a second team in as much as you know, like an under under eight, under twenty threes or whatever, or, or what we would what we would have termed the reserve team in the past. Well, we don't have one of those. Then players like Olaf at Tiverton, Alex Moyes played yesterday at Tiverton as well. He looks good. 
um, and Scott Piper at Willand and 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 Louis Slough at Biddeford, they're all getting some some serious game time in at the moment. When before the end of the season, who knows? We might need all of them. Indeed, um, indeed. You know, they might all get the call up. There's a couple of players there that we really like the look of in pre-season. I mean, Alex Moyes particularly caught the yeah. eye in pre-season, didn't he? And, and, and Scott so Piper we, did we, as well, I think. So, you know, those two young lads, they, they, they look serious contenders. Um, and, and hopefully Louis and, um, and Olaf can impress enough. Because obviously they train with Torquay day in, day out. They only go and they, they don't train with the, with the clubs yeah. that they're loaned yeah. out to. And they, um, they, they obviously are getting value out of the games that they're playing and uh, hopefully that, that 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 will put them in good stead when, if they're needed later on. Good stuff. So, looking ahead then, Saturday, big game, Dover, bottom of the league, Torquay beginning to show signs of a bit of a resurgence. The last couple of games, a convincing win against Kings Lynn, a good scrappy draw up at Wrexham. Then a week off with um, Gary refereeing the practice match. Yeah, I think we'll step fair for Saturday, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I think it's it's all good. We're going to have a very very good day on Saturday. We're all going to be saying thank you to the NHS, and we're going to be watching a six 0 win and a, a Dan Holman hat trick. And the sun's going to be shining, and I don't know the beer's going to be free. Beer's going to be free, and there'll be a unicorn for every uh, every fan. Absolutely, free unicorn. Yeah, absolutely. We would love to see it all happen. Um, do, uh, yeah, do come and say hello if you're at the game on Saturday. It's always nice to get some feedback on the podcast. I do, guy, with my back, I don't know how I'm going to get into that little uh, that <laughs> that little press press area because I always turn up a little bit later than everyone else and have to scramble over the back. Um, we, we, we shall see how that goes on Saturday if my back doesn't improve. I'm sitting here with a, with a hot go, water bottle on it at the moment. I should go up there now, mate. Just leave yourself in, um, take snacks, and I'll see you up there on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it might be a bit cold at night, though. <laughs> Thanks for listening. This has been the Yellow Army podcast uh, with Guy and Richard and various dogs. And various dogs and various, various ailments. And as ever... Come on, come on, you yellows. Let's do that again. Ready? One, two, three. Come Come on, on, you yellows. Yay. It's it's impossible to do it at this distance. (laughs) 